We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You play to win the game. Next fan up. I want winning. Featuring Pod Vader and the super fans. They are who we thought they were. Welcome back to the Next Fan Up Fantasy Podcast. As always, I am one half of the show, uh, Sam the Giant Superfan. And with me on the other line is the reigning and defending Next Fan Up FanDuel competition champion, Robert. Last week, you killed me. How's it going today? Uh, it's going all right. I wish I played that lineup in more leagues. I don't know what happened, but uh, everybody seemed to do well. Uh, even my punt, uh, Cameron Meredith, ended up having a fantastic game. Um, the tight end uh, ended up having a decent game as well for me, my other punt. It was just one of those weeks where, you know, you kind of hit good, and that lineup hit good. I just wish I played it in more leagues. Yeah, um, and when we get to our lineups later, I tried to uh, channel my inner – Robert, um, but we'll see how it goes. But um, you just mentioned Cameron Meredith, and today we're going to do a uh, semi-mailbag um, podcast, just some questions that are thrown around in our uh, Slack group. And the first one came from the Steelers superfan, Greg, asking about Cameron Meredith for the rest of the season. Uh, what do you feel about him in both, uh, let's say, daily fantasy and in regular full-season fantasy football leagues? I- I'm intrigued by him. Um his story is kind of unique. He came from a small college in Illinois. He was a quarterback, uh, but a big kid. He's like 6'3", 220 pounds, something like that. Um, he went to wide receivers junior year. Uh, so he hasn't been playing receiver long. This is his fourth season ever as a wide receiver. Um, made the team as a walk-on free agent last year. Um, kind of got in a little bit of action. And um, just kind of keeps on progressing. So I think the upside with him is pretty high uh, because he's still learning the position. And he's already known as a pretty good route runner. Um, he's a big kid. So he's going to get touched. You know, he's going to get touchdown opportunities if he plays. Now, uh, the worry is, is that who he's got in front of him, which pro- worries me less than I think a lot of other people do, does. Uh, first off, Kevin White. Um, he's gotten season-ending injuries each of the past two years. Uh, so you're not getting that first-round pick anymore uh, that's coming back. You're getting a guy who's injured, who's a little bit of damaged goods. And ahead of him is Alshon Jeffrey, who is an unrestricted free agent, who's complained more than once this season about not getting the ball and not, you know, things of that nature. So I think that there is a reasonable opportunity for him to get a lot of touches you know, the rest of this year and next year. I mean, just moving forward, you know, as a, you know, productive player in the NFL, he's going to get better than what he is now. And I like him. Um, I know some people, you know, don't think that, you know, his his catch rate is high and it is and it's going to drop. But I think he's going to keep on getting opportunities. I mean, they play behind a lot. So he's going to get opportunities to catch the ball. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I'd like to see it. My rule is for people that come out of nowhere. I got to see it for four weeks. I got to see defenses, you know, shift some coverage his way to really see if he's going to, you know, be a startable wide receiver for the future. But all signs are pointing to yes. I mean, Jeffrey's great, but he's always going to draw the top cornerback. So you're always going to have a good matchup with the Meredith. So I think um, Vandal, he's probably a good play for a few more weeks until his value gets a little high. And like rest of the season, the dynasty for sure, if you have him, stash him up. I don't know if I would give up much for him because, you know, it's still really a raw project. He's still going to be behind Kevin White and even, like, guys like Royal on that team. They're all held with injuries. So 
I think he's still a little wait and see for me. I'm not fully sold on him. But let's move on to another guy that's been causing me a lot of issues in my league is Jordan Reed and really all those Redskins players. Um, you know, they have so many weapons between Jordan Reed, Sean Jackson, uh, Pierre Garçon, Jameson Crowder, Matt Jones. It's, it's a big list. And with teams like that where the yardage goes to a bunch of different players, I kind of try to stay away from them. I love Jordan Reed. I think he's incredibly skilled. But, you know, there are teams like Arizona where, I would say most games, 75 to 80% of their yardage goes to David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. But I don't think you could say that about any players on the Redskins. Um, what are your feelings on those guys? Uh, any thoughts on them, on the Redskins yeah, players? I have, I got Jordan Reed in one of my, in my main league. And uh, it's been, you know, a little disappointing this year, you know, notwithstanding the injury, which is obviously disappointing. But I agree. It feels like they have, you know, kind of like they have good talent everywhere. Um, just not elite. So they all kind of cancel each other out. And depending on what the defense's game plan is, it's going to be a different play. It feels like it's a different player, you know, each week that's going to be the one who steps up and play has, you know, kind of the good stat game. Felt like early in the year, Deshaun Jackson um, had, I don't know the stats in front of me, but I feel like in the, I think in the first week he had a good game. Um, you know, then, you know, Jameson uh, Crowder recently has come on. Um, Jordan Reed had the one good game uh, before the injury. Um, I believe Matt Jones this week had a last week had a good game. So it's just kind of, you know, it could be anybody. You're kind of playing bingo, trying to find out which guy it's going to be. Uh, so you can't it's not very reliable. You're taking a chance if you do get involved in it. Typically for me, I kind of stay away a little. Yeah, um, I agree. I just I think Jordan Reed is still obviously a startable tight end. I just think the tight end position is, is pretty shallow. But the rest of the wide receivers, it's really a boom or bust. It's whoever gets hot that one week. Um, next question, and I think this is a question that a lot of teams face when you pick up a defense that you didn't expect to be good, but then they go on a run and you realize they have a good schedule, but you had a bench defense stashed. How much do you value having two defenses to shuffle through versus the last person on your bench? Um, you know, coming up on bye weeks, that, that space is, those spaces are really valuable. Um, I've seen differing opinions. A lot of people say it's not worth it keeping two defenses. Uh, what do you feel about this? I mean, there's a couple different ways you can go. I mean, in my main league, I basically stream defenses, um, just playing matchups. Uh, the one advantage, the big advantage when you do have two good defenses, I know, you know, the two you're referencing as, you know, Buffalo and Seattle you know, two definitely top five, six defenses this year is when you do have a matchup, you're able to exploit the heck out of it, um, which is nice. You know, when you are streaming, you don't you don't get the you don't get Seattle as an option. You don't get Buffalo as an option when you're streaming defenses uh, like some people are kind of doing now. Um, so I think there is value to it, especially if um, I know some things I've read will kind of give you like a schedule use these two defenses and it gives you like a whole schedule and when to use which ones you know based on a variety of reasons um but you know if you got two good defenses sometimes you could play against good offenses and you'll still put up points um like the bills are on pace for 55 sacks this year so they should get reasonable points against just about everybody this year uh for the most part obviously you know i think earlier in the year the jets game they probably didn't put up many points, you know, but they, you know, they're still going to get their sacks. They're still going to, they 
held teams pretty low for the whole year. You know, Seattle's obviously a fantastic defense. So I think there's value in having uh, such a strong um, two defenses. I mean, if you have a good enough front line to where your, you know, your bench can handle it, then I think it's a real nice luxury. Uh, but, I mean, it's something that you just kind of have to balance, I feel like. Yeah, and um, I think uh, that wraps up the mailbag question. I know Neil, our uh, Washington superfan, wants us to go deeper into um, the points and the points multiples when we talk about FanDuel. And I think the easiest way to explain it is um, really in all these contests, there's a certain point number you want to hit where that'll get you wins most of the time. I think we talk about 125, 130 for the 50-50 pools. If you're playing a tournament pool, it's going to be 160, 170 when you start winning money. So with a $60,000 budget, um, you're just taking that and seeing, uh, you know, dividing how many points per uh, $1,000 you need. So the way I look at it, if I'm playing tournaments, I need my big guys to hit at least 3 or 4x, and then I even need my sleepers to hit 3 or 4x. But (laughs) when you're playing a 50-50 pool, you kind of want to sacrifice a little bit of that star power up top. So you kind of hit a 2x multiple per $1,000 you spend, which will get you into that 125, 130 range. Does that make sense? Did I, did I hit on everything that Neil's going to be happy? Anything to add? Yeah, I mean, you know, the basic the basic one, and you hit it, it's right in all these same ballparks as, you know, getting two points for every, th- you know, 1,000 that you're spending. You know, get up to that. At the end of the day, that's 120 that's going to get you most of the time you should finish in the money when you're in those 50 fifties, when you're in those, you know, those kind of single payment, you know, uh, double up leagues, um, in, in the, uh, big tournaments, you know, it's going to be a lot more cause you're just going against so much more competition. You know, the numbers are going to be a lot higher, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's basically the exact same thing. All right, and let's go right to our matchup. Last week, you won with a score of 166 to 122. Um, this week, at quarterback, I'm going with Marcus Mariota. I may be a little late on him, but past few weeks, he's been on fire. He has a ridiculously easy schedule the rest of the way. He only plays what I would say are two-plus defenses the rest of the way in the Packers and the Broncos. So I think he is going to have a great season. I think he's going to have a great day against Indianapolis. He is relatively cheap at 7,900. So if you're thinking at 2x multiple, at 16 points with the amount he runs and how on fire he's been, I think that's a really basement floor level production. I think he scores more in the 25 to 30 range. Um, who do you have a quarterback this week? Uh, quarterback this week, I'm uh, going with Kirk Cousins, actually. Uh, funny that we talked about that earlier. Uh, but they're playing Detroit. And Detroit has uh, done a good job of making quarterbacks uh, play out of their mind uh, the past couple weeks. Uh, so I kind of expect that to follow suit. Um, his value is 7,300, which is pretty small for the quarterback position. Uh, so if I get 15 points, I'm where I want to be. And I think he can get a little bit more than that. I think 20 is not unrealistic. So for me, I think it's – I don't – I typically like a quarterback playing one of the real solid guys, uh, but I feel like if you're playing Detroit's defense, you might have a solid guy. So we'll see how it goes. But I think 15 points is, you know, maybe the floor for uh, Kirk Cousins this week with the potential to get a little bit more. All right. Why don't you keep us rolling? Who do you have at running back this week? All right. So running back, I went one heavy and then one 
uh, kind of punt guy. Um, running back, uh, first one, DeMarco Murray. Uh, Tennessee's playing Indy, and I like him probably for the same reasons he like Marcus Mariota. Um, one, DeMarco's been putting up some points, and he's playing a bad defense. So I haven't been on the DeMarco Murray train, um, probably because maybe because of last year, maybe, you know, for whatever reason, but you know, he's playing really well this year. Uh, $8,700 salary. You know, he's one of my big ticket items this week for sure. Uh, but I think he gets in the end zone at least once. I think he puts up yards. I think it's not, you know, out of line to expect 16, 17 points at him on Sunday. Uh, the other running back I'm playing is, um, Jacquez Rogers, um, the tailback for Tampa Bay. Um, they are fortunate enough to be playing San Francisco this week. Um, and San Fran has given up a hundred yards to the starting tailback of the opposing team. I believe it is now six weeks in a row. Uh, so his salary and, you know, Jack Quez, I think, uh, was it last week, uh, Tampa Bay, he got, I mean, it took him 30 carries, uh, but he was able to get up there, uh, into that hundred yard area. Um, and there's no one else to take the ball. So he's going to be getting it. He's getting the pill all day long. So $5,600, I think, is a steal. He's going to get he's gonna get the carries to put up yards. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think he triples the number, you know, the salary uh, as far as points this week. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely looking at Jaquiz Rogers also. I passed on him. But DeMarco Marino for season-long fantasy, guys, um, I think towards the end of the season they're going to give more carries to Derrick Henry. So I think DeMarco Marino is an excellent sell-high candidate because when you get into that playoff picture – He's going to be, um, you know, maybe giving up some carries so he uh, can stay healthy. But um, for our contest, I followed you. I went a heavy and uh, moderate price. My first guy is David Johnson. I just think at Seattle, he's going to touch the ball a ton. I think he'll score a touchdown at least. Um, eight and a half, he's 8,500, so you got to score 17 points. But for somebody who touches the ball as much as he does, I don't think that's a problem. With my second guy, um, you know, we're flip-flopping quarterbacks and running backs. I went Matt Jones. Um, against Detroit for the same reason. It's a bad defense. You got to, you know, he'll run in a touchdown or two. He'll get some yards at 6,700. I think he will cover his value for sure. Um, at wide receiver um, this week, I actually feel really good about mine, although I was really looking forward to playing Odell, but of course, at the 930 game, he isn't eligible for a contest this week. I went with uh, Brandon Marshall. I think he's the only – I mean, I know he's the only option on that team. I think Gino looks to him all day against the weak Baltimore um, quarterback situation, a bunch of injuries there. I also went with Mike Wallace on the flip side of that game. Uh, the Jets get beat by speedsters all the time. I think he has at least one big touchdown. And with my third guy, I went with uh, A.J. Green playing Cleveland. I just think he has a big game. He's been pretty quiet. Uh, you know, he always has a couple of games where he goes up. I think this could be one of them. Um, who do you got? Well, I'll get our uh, I'll get our double up out of the way first. I have AJ Green as one of my receivers. I just think it's an obvious play. They're at home. They're playing Cleveland. You know, they're going to be passing the ball around. And AJ Green, you know, when they played a bad defense earlier in the year against Miami, he went to town. Uh, I'm expecting kind of the same thing. 8,500. You know, I think he's going to get you the 17 points. I think he's going to be the highest receiver this week. Um, another receiver that I'm playing. I went big again. Uh, Julio Jones, um, games in Atlanta. They're playing San Diego, and their back, their defensive backs are beat up. You know, their number one 
is out right now for the year. Uh, so, you know, and that's obviously who Matt Ryan looks to. So I think he's going to get ample opportunity uh, to put up some points. Um, high salary, 9200 is high, but I think it's a reason, you know, I think it's a reasonable expectation that he can get, gets you the 18 points that you want in order to, you know, kind of keep your steady week going. And then the last receiver that I took, um, I almost went with, uh, Wallace. I love him in that game. I think he is, I, I like the potential of him scoring a long one against that team. Everyone, someone's doing it every week against him. Uh, but I took Jeremy Macklin who at 6,800 is a pretty cheap play and he's fortunate enough to play the new Orleans saints at home this week. So, uh, I think, you know, 15 points is what you're looking for. I think he gets that. I think he gets more than that this week. Uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring game, um, because new Orleans defense is just terrible. So I, I think that he could have a real productive game this week. Yeah. Um, a tight end again this week, I didn't have much money left to spend here. I went with Cameron Braid on Tampa Bay. I just think San Francisco is bad. Maybe he gets a touchdown. Maybe he catches a few passes. Um, <laughs> who do you have at tight end? Uh, how are you feeling better than I am about that position? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I went light. I went, uh, but I like the I like the upside of my guy. I went Jack Doyle, uh, the tight end for Indianapolis. Um, tight. Indy likes to throw at the tight ends, and um, Allen is uh, out, going to be out this week. So Doyle is going to get all that action. Uh, 4,700, I think nine points is a base for him. I think he's going to have a pretty good week. He's going to get the opportunity to at least. So I feel good about it. And why don't you take us home with your kicker and defense for the week? Um, so my kicker, um, you know, I like to go just for a team that I think is going to put up points. Um, I went with uh, Caro Santos, uh, the kicker for Kansas City. They're at home. They're playing New Orleans. Um, we'll see. You know, if it's uh, a lot of PATs or he's able to get some field goals in there, but I think he gets just a volume play. And on defense, I took the New England Patriots. I mean, they're playing Pittsburgh, who is going to be starting, you know, um, Landry Jones. Um, I think that they're going to fall behind a little bit, which is going to force him to pass, which is going to force him to do stupid things against a really good defense, which is going to be good for me. Yeah, that that all definitely makes sense. I went with your kicker from last week, Will Lutz. I just think New Orleans scores a ton, and in the Kansas City game, they'll be scoring a ton as well. And for defense, I went with um, Tampa Bay. Um, they were just really cheap. They're playing San Francisco. <laughs> I don't think San Francisco can score more than 20 points against any defense. So, um, you know, maybe Kyle Catholic throws a few interceptions. Um, I just definitely don't think they can score that many points. Um, that's all. Any other uh, parting messages for our fantasy listeners out there? Um, no, I mean, the only thing is, is just, um, you know, just know, I mean, every once in a while you're going to have a bad week. Don't let that kind of ruin your whole year. Just kind of keep on. For me, when I'm, you know, doing the fan duel or DraftKings and things like that, for me, it's just a grind. Um, for a lot of other people, just enjoy, you know, enjoy the grind. You know, it's a roller coaster. You're going to have some bad weeks. I, I think it was week three or four. I did terrible. Um, but you know, I mean, the past couple of weeks I've been able to rebound and kind of get some, get, you know, the money back that I lost, you know, just kind of have fun with it. Don't, you know, take your ups too serious or your downs too seriously and just, you know, enjoy wherever you end up at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, thoughts and prayers with Bashan McCoy. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, right. Gillisley. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
well, good luck, and uh, we'll speak next week. All right, we'll see you. Well, I think we learned today that, um, you know, this game is four quarters long. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.